please stand by for another episode of Wired Shut. Welcome to Wired Shut. Yeah. Wait, no, that's not how we start, is it? <laughs> I don't know, we only did one of these like two hours ago. Yeah. Uh, I'm your host, Logan. Shirt. He's your host, Jesse. Yeah, I'm your host, Jesse. He's your host, Logan. And that's your uh, intern, Cullen. Hello. Welcome to the podcast. You haven't been on since, what, single digits? Yeah, about six and seven, I think, were my... Somewhere around there. Maybe ten and eleven or something. Am I wrong? Was that like two years ago? It was about two years ago, Michael. Did Fucking it go? Fucking hell! Christ, we're getting old. Yep. It just as accelerates is the scary part. Because <laughs> <laughs> as you get older, your concept of time becomes one year is a much smaller percentage of your entire life each yeah. time. Uh, one year for an adult is like a month for a kid. That's why I'll never be an adult. What was that? Good episode, guys. Welcome to the podcast, Passage of Time. I thought we were here to talk about Cullum's depression. I thought that was a pretty good lead. <laughs> so let's start by how time works. Yep. Yep. Time ticks by so slowly. <laughs> uh, now that we've addressed that we're going to talk about time, we cannot. I think <laughs> the moment has passed. Focus on being. Um, of the moment, guys. Just be present. You're fired. <laughs> the intern has to be allowed to make mistakes. Yeah, so that's on the implication that he's at least succeeding some of the time, and you get to see that. <laughs> well, okay. Thanks. So, Thanks, so how's guys. that depression going, man? <laughs> it's good. Like Sometimes I'm sweet, but then I go on podcasts with old school buddies, and they tear me <laughs> down. <laughs> yeah. hey, we'll tear you down, and you know, have break for lunch, and then if there's time, build you back up again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> for a nominal fee, I can come back and be put back up. You had us at comeback. <laughs> yeah. So, Colm, have you ever shot yourself on stage? <laughs> it's just leading on from the last one, is that we're trying oh. to get into more poop talk. Um, no, I haven't. Oh, I know someone who has. More poop talk. Um, there was a... <laughs> this, this is what it's like to play in the professional covers industry kind of thing. <laughs> um, this girl I know wasn't allowed to leave the stage because she had a job to do and she had the flu. So she ended up shitting herself and that was a terrible gig for her. Did she get paid? Yeah, she got paid. She should have gotten paid more. <laughs> oh, God. Have you... Oh, um, Logan, all but believed yep. you had probably pissed yourself on stage at some point. Oh, have I? <gasps> oh, there was this guy. <laughs> <laughs> I went to an open mic the other day. At, um... <laughs> he just woke up, freak out, go bright red, piss himself, and then run off the stage. Nah, and well, he was a, a comedian. The base. He was an mm. amateur comedian, <laughs> and it was at Portland Public House. And he went up, and he just had this massive 
patch on his front of piss. And then when I saw he was coming in, I was like, oh, he's done this on purpose. He's going to mention it. Never mentioned it throughout his set at all. Never acknowledged it. Bombed the worst bomb I've ever seen. It was fucking fascinating. Like, it was like... Um, I want to believe so hard that that was part of his... That was a set on purpose. Nah, it wasn't, man. He was just terrible. Like, I was sitting on a table with three lesbians, and he did this cum <laughs> slut joke and just lost everybody. Just, just the... the, the I want to believe even harder now that that was on purpose. Come on. I, I don't want to... I don't want to... Um... I feel like you buried the lead with the Oz at a table with three lesbians. Colm, I don't think you realise you're actually sitting at a table with four lesbians. Colm, you're a lesbian. Then they're here tonight. Say hi. (laughs) Are you trying to M. Night me? (laughs) You're a a lesbian this whole time, buddy. He's gaslighting you. That man in that toupee is Bruce Willis the whole time. (laughs) Whoa. Whoa, his acting sucked me right in. Jesus. But yeah, that's, that's, that's as much in the direction of um, shit stories as I have. I think you exhausted your good shit stories with Logan. Well, for somebody been, that's been um, a good portion of their life not peeing, I could see how you might be lacking on... <laughs> on bodily fluids. Just, just I think a stories of excretion. I shitting out of his urethra, but that's fine. <laughs> We don't want to share everything on the first try. <laughs> so we get this him in the first try. <laughs> Did you just laugh incoherently? <laughs> this is a... No, that was just nervous laughter because there's so much dead air on your guys' podcast. <laughs> I feel like Jesse's doing it on purpose. <laughs> And I don't know why I feel that way, because he's never been one to control air in the past. Uh, I mean, to be fair, this is our second hour recording today, but anyone would think we, after six months or however long we haven't recorded for, that somebody would have something to say. But nope. Uh, We talked about uh, Tarantino in the last last episode. Do you watch movies, Colin? I do, but not not heaps. The last movie I watched was Tag last night. <laughs> the fuck? It, the, it's not one that you would really talk about, I don't think. So so not like current things in the theatre? Um, yeah, I do, but not like everything. I did I see did. a... Um, I, uh, I think what Spider-Man. I'm searching for, Cullum, is tell us about a movie you've seen recently. I watched Hereditary uh, recently. We've done that. You guys talked about that. <laughs> yeah, that. It's, it's, it's I haven't like seen it, but we've do. done that. Oh well, then do Wait, that. What? If it doesn't matter whether you've seen it, then you no, I never saw that movie. I just watched a review. Oh, then we can let's just talk about movies we haven't seen. Then. <laughs> I watched Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah, I didn't watch that. Somebody told me it was. <laughs> it's what was that like? It's it's a solid six out. It was, an, um, it was origin Everyone that says it's an overblown, annoying, feminist, like, trying too hard to be woke movie is full of shit. It's barely. Yeah, it's it's the, the same yeah. group of people claiming that... that I mean, yes, her character arc and... basically is her learning to say no to a man. Mm. But... But, I mean, it's gonna, you know... 
you just, if you stick a woman in any situation, they're going to be like she's doing that to spite a man. Those kinds of people. It's not. That's. It's not going to change for a while. Yeah. But no, I never thought it was that. I just. Um, I really like the more sort of animal-based Spider-Man, Batman kind of heroes, and just generic Superman woman didn't really interest me that much. Speaking of Spider-Man, do we all know that um, Sony? <laughs> Sony's out rooted with the Disney? franchise forever. <laughs> yeah. Well, I and think it's you... just part of their really shitty negotiation tactic. The um, the deal just expired. Like they ran their course of the films that they had agreed to like four years well, the, ago. The deal expired, yeah, and it... then Disney wanted to keep it going, 50%. but switch it yeah to a fifty fifty split. Yeah. Um, whereas they were on five, and Sony. I mean, fair enough if you're a business, they said fuck you. But I think they're overestimating their ability to keep the franchise well, yeah. as good as it's going on their well, own. Um, they're not on the right side of history. None of their fa- none of no. n- none of the yeah. fans want Sony to take over it again. I mean, the, the Sony the, the Sony animated Spider-Man movie is the best Spider-Man movie that's ever been made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Made a billion sure. dollars and won an Oscar for best feature, best animated film. But so. uh, but they're making it super clear that they don't care about what the fans want. Them much no that's it, how it's, it was, it's a very business move and that pisses off fans that want somebody to do it for yeah. the I mean, D- disney came to the table offering to also pay for half the film which they weren't doing before as well i hadn't heard that but yeah. i heard jeremy renner is doing something to try and save it and <laughs> no, that's all i heard i, don't, I know nothing about it but yeah when they said the 50 50 split they said that we'll all each pay the same like we'll split the costs down the middle and split the profits down the middle which sounds fair but when you were getting 95 you can sort of see why they gave them the middle finger. Yeah, but when they were paying for 100% of the film, it's like, well, you're actually probably going to make more money out of this deal. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's, um, oh, but the, the difference the is The gross is going to be way more than the cost. Yeah. Well, uh, the, 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 the simple diff- fact is Sony cannot make a Marvel-level success movie. Um, and they yeah. can't reference any of the Marvel characters in their solo films if they break yeah, the deal up, big whereas problem. Marvel can do what they like. And Marvel only I was going to say thirty percent of the cut, not fifty. Uh, um, a Sony person went public with the story early to try to gain traction for like their side of the negotiations, and it yeah, completely yeah. backfired on them. <laughs> and now Marvel, like, we haven't actually seen that we're. Um, oops. Jesse <laughs> <laughs> knocked over everything. <laughs> they do um, at least once per episode. Um, they'll still they'll still make heaps just having the property though. Oh, they'll be fine. Yeah. Oh, it depends what the fans do though. No one's going to boycott what? a new Spider-Man movie, but... Yeah, no um, one... Yeah, I But they saw how bad Amazing Spider-Man 2 was, though. That's, that's what happens when Sony take cares of a, a Spider-Man film. Well, my big thing yeah. is, who cares anymore? Mm. I mean, well, well, but that's the thing, though, because people do. That's why they make them. You bet the wrong people care. <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't matter you who mean they are. Their, um, their numbers with money, yeah. Well, I, you know, I just, I'm over the fucking 40 movie franchise bullshit. Yeah, I think, um, I would have liked to have seen another good Spider-Man. I mean, it might be good. I mean, you know, if, if it, if somebody does something and it works and it's a standalone movie, power to them. Mm. Mm. Not everything has to be connected to everything else that ever came, but. And it's what, um. What I heard for Marvel's Phase 2 sounds pretty divisive. You mean Phase 4? Well, I mean, I I don't know what the phasing is. I mean, Phase 2 isn't like an entirely new range with new actors. Ah, okay. New saga. So it's apparently Captain Marvel is like the 
the main character of the new phase? Uh, I think it's going to be split between her, Doctor Strange, and Black Panther. You're going to be like the heavies. Yeah. That's all good. The the problem I had with Captain Marvel is she's like the Goku kind of. You know, they mm. just wait for her to turn up, and then when she does, she smashes the plot with her powers. Yeah, yeah they they actually plotted her out of the film so that she yeah, wouldn't and you win could feel too quickly. It. Every time she turned up and had an excuse, it was it felt written mm. definitely. Mm-hmm. I did not believe that I was in the situation. I believed that I was being told something by Risers. So the didn't have to use the problem was they didn't spend any time with her. I know it wasn't her story at the end of the day, but they didn't spend any time with her showing the level, the, the cosmic scope of what she was trying to deal with. But you couldn't do that because then you'd undermine the plot of you'd the have film. A, yeah, that's true. It would but be. I, I reckon, <laughs> a couple of minutes fuck this that. Earth shit. Look at that. Yeah, yeah. And then you could spend a couple but of minutes with her dealing with that shit and giving a call back to Earth to go back for whatever reason, like just actually yeah. rather than just have her show up. Show what's what she's it called? Doing. Like ancillary media. Like if they brought out a comic or something that had her. I think that's what probably going to be covered in Captain Marvel too. It was not ancillary, but you know what you're talking about. Um, right. What, what does say, ancillary mean? I'm going to just Google it. <laughs> Come listen to Wired Shut, where we look up definitions of words. To be fair, we've done that before. Oh, okay. <laughs> Providing necessary support to primary activities or operation of an organisation system. Oh, well, it kind of is, yeah. then. That's ancillary media. Yeah, but it's there's a key actual term that is not ancillary media. Oh, okay. The end. Mm. <laughs> this has yeah. been the last episode of Wired Shut. <laughs> Somebody finally clicked the cancel the show button on the website. Oh god! <laughs> they clicked it. They refreshed. They clicked it. Refreshed. They clicked it. They refreshed. Can you imagine how stressed we'd be right now if we were under some kind of like um, production stress from some higher ups? <laughs> <laughs> and this is us throwing everything we've got at it. <laughs> Okay, guys, so the last episode where you looked up the meaning of ancillary, don't do stuff like that anymore. <laughs> it's not getting great ratings. It's not getting any ratings. <laughs> you, 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 we got bad SEO on ancillary. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're man, not resonating with audiences. <laughs> well, there's tons of it's not doing well with those 18 to 24s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's tons of interest right now in, in auxiliary, but not ancillary. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ancillary just doesn't have that X our audience is great. We're fucking up our hashtags. <laughs> um. <laughs> moments of brilliance followed by moments of silence. Yeah. I enjoy that. Because yeah. then I know that it's deserved silence. Yep. <laughs> Hey, Colin, talk about your music and stuff. Oh, shit. You're supposed to have some questions for me from... Nah, nah, nah. nah. From the <laughs> review. Hey, Colin, talk about your questions and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait. <clears throat> In your review, you were wondering why the ballroom... Hey, Colin, was... i got a question for you. <laughs> Can you talk about your music? <laughs> um, Jesse, you were... I think in your review, you oh, were wondering why the I'll let you finish that in just a moment, <laughs> Colin. Can I just ask you a quick question? <laughs> What's up with your music? <laughs> this is the this is the exact kind of dreams I have before a gig when I'm really nervous that people are doing this to me. 
Well, I'm glad we can psych you out before this evening. <laughs> yeah. No, but you're referencing a question that I had and something that I wrote. You want to tell me about that? <laughs> no, not especially because you're going to jump on me again. No, I wasn't. Actually, I was like... <laughs> do you want me okay. to pull up? Do you want me to pull up our website and bring up Jesse's article so that somebody can actually tell you what's in it? Yeah, that's probably good. Oh no, that's a lot of writing. Yeah, so that's why I'm looking at it. And like, oh man, where did I ask a question? Um, it's in the part about the ballroom, which is track two. But it, it was something that there was a question about the track order that you had. So you did sure. prepare. If you clearly understand what the questions were and what order they came in and why, then just fucking provide the answers. They weren't questions. I, don't, oh, I sorry, was expecting I some was questions, and then and then they. <laughs> And then, was no... I was <laughs> and then there was no fucking question, so I did my best to come up with um, some content. Oh, so you have come up with content. All right, Callum, you're out of the band, okay? No. <laughs> <laughs> I am this band! Um, You've just been dropped down to a 4.25 stars out of a possible 4.5 stars. No, I think, I think what you were... Because there was Led Australia by Chemical first, which was that um, electronic drums one, and then it went into that vibey ballroom one after that. I think you were wondering why there was that transition. Mm. Yes, why? And the, um, the, easy, the simplest reason is because I listened to the EP in every order there is, and that was my favourite one. Cool. Um, there's another reason as well to do with keys of songs and um, to switch up the keys um, between because um, two of them are relative keys, but that's that's kind of extra information. But I just did it because um, we'll it sounds the best premium, like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think that's just boring, boring um, anarchy information. Yeah, but that's it. the kind of shit that people who are willing to pay for premium services for podcasts like to listen to. They want that inside baseball knowledge. Mm. <laughs> okay, so when people well, are com- having a conversation about an episode of a podcast, one of them can feel superior for knowing slightly more information about that podcast. Okay, well, it's then it's like that because track one is in E minor and track two is in C sharp major, which are different keys, so it um, sounds different. You, the musician, had the answer because it sounds different. <laughs> Well, no, because you don't want to have the same key back to back because it sounds too. Co- it's like the same as having the same tempo back to back. It's just kind of boring that way. <laughs> um, Logan just gave a like, shrug, like, like. <laughs> the fuck do I know about music? <laughs> Liken it to something he knows. It's like if you had, um, if you had shat your pants and then it to the child, Callum. If you had shat your pants, Logan, and then immediately followed it up with more shitting of your pants. You kind of want to mix it up a bit, but... Are you going to get some pee You want to pee a little bit. You want to pee a little bit, or puke, or... Yeah, but also there's a... um, All of the major food groups. In in terms of the progression of the EP, it goes from um, the more hardy stuff down a little slope into the sadder stuff, and then finishes off with a sad hardy stuff. You can't use that word anymore. Slope. But carry on. Especially following. All right. Well, my, my career is over. Episode, <laughs> yeah. and I call this episode "War of the Jungle." <laughs> Can't use that word. But carry on. <laughs> that was it. That's it. I'm not committing to any more <laughs> racist carry slurs. On. Logan cocks a gun so quietly under the table. <laughs> 
No, but that was my that was my generous one. If you want to hear any more, you've got to actually um, narrow it down for me about at least something to talk about, not just tell us about your music. <laughs> I would have also accepted fuck just buy the album, man. Well, yeah, um, fuck just buy the album, I but did. Um, or just listen to it. Yeah. Um, Bittercupmusic.com. But don't. You don't plug mid podcast. No one remembers it by the end. Yeah, that's why I said, but don't. That was my best attempt at undoing that. self-editing. <laughs> so, for, for your perspective, uh, Jesse, because you're in the wrong city, Cullum's sporting a pretty solid Dave Grohl beard right now. Oh. All right. But, like, hang on. What kind of Dave Grohl beard? Like a, um, like a goatee that just won't stop? <laughs> nah, more like um, current Dave Grohl beard. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's my winter beard. Can we get a photo of him for the... Um, the website so we can post it with this episode so what take a photo of now right now yeah get a photo of yeah. him sitting on your beard facing away from you <laughs> no I have to face him for the beard <laughs> he looks thoroughly perturbed to be here <laughs> I'm trying to put on my um, my band photo face yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't work <laughs> Oh, I can see his nipples. Yeah, this face. This is red. He doesn't know what to say. Those bad boys. They still cut glass. My nipples still cut glass. You'll be pleased to know. You're a professional now. Those are things that sharpen for business. (laughs) No, I still hate them being touched, also, (laughs) which is a terrible combination. (laughs) Even in a sexual environment. Especially in a sexual environment. I'm a kicker. I'm a kicker. <laughs> really? A I'm a knee to the face kind of guy. It's a midnight toker. <laughs> yeah, I hate them being touched. I hate my nipples being touched. And when partners find out that I hate them being touched, they inevitably start touching them. Not just partners, but society at large. If you see <laughs> Actually, in the yeah. streets, touch his nipples. I got, I got non-consensually assaulted on the nipples at a bar once because they had um, plasters on them. Well, yeah, you're basically asking for it because of the way you're dressed. I, exactly right. Yeah, and that's that is not fair. Mm. And here you are on Logan's beard, yeah, yeah, <laughs> the yeah. least safe place on earth. <laughs> Just avoid the puddles. Yeah. <laughs> Unless you're wearing your gumboots. Your yeah, wellies. I, well, the the, con- the consent thing in bars for men is hard because um, people don't think of men when they think of consent. So. Uh, women often will just do whatever they want because why would a man say no? I mean, yes, I've experienced that too, but I'm also like, really, you're on a soapbox? <laughs> Wait a minute, Logan, have you been um, have you been guilty? Uh, like, I was bothered because it girls? wasn't sexual. Have you what? Have you both seen the boys? Yeah, the boys. So you've Cullum, Cullum's been the TV show. Girls. Is that what we're saying? No, I haven't seen the boys. Oh, it's like a really dark, sarcastic, anti-superhero show. With ah, a big cool. budget. It's a good time. No, I've never heard of it. Like a, the guy that's a rip-off of Superman uses his laser eyes and cuts people in half. And this isn't the one with the kid that's like Superman, but evil mama's no, boy. No, that's, um, that's Bright. Oh, yeah, Not evil mama's boy, yeah. <laughs> oh, what, what? Brightburn? Whatever it's called. Brightburn, Brightburn oh. yeah. <laughs> but let me just say now that evil mama's boy would have done way better. It's a name. <laughs> I mean, this this Superman ripoff is 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 an evil mama's boy. He does fake breastfeed from His like manager. 
Yeah. His business oh. manager. Yeah. Okay. And it's played by Anthony Starr, so that's a good time. Yeah. Like, the twins from Arrested Development are now on a nope. big-name American show. Nope. A outrageous oh, fortune. Nice. <laughs> oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, what? Yeah, that's a totally different Because one of those guys has got a massive role now. Um, wait, that's this one dude. That's one dude. <laughs> this one show, though, has <laughs> Anthony Starr awesome and, Ki- and yeah. Carl Urban. And... Oh, okay. Yeah, the two main characters are Kiwis. Yeah. yeah. One of them is doing a pretty weird attempt at a oh. Cockney accent. Yes, yeah, Carlo Barnes doing that, eh? Hey? Yeah. yeah, I have seen promotional medium. The <laughs> yep, screwed that up. Yeah, no, I saw, I saw the bit where he's talking to the kids in the primary school of like, um, nah, superheroes are pieces of shit because they'll run past you really quickly and you'll get mashed. Yeah. Well, the, the first five minutes is the main kid is talking to his girlfriend and they're about to cross the road and then a super fast guy runs straight through his girlfriend and turns her into a pool of blood. <laughs> Uh, that's cool. I like and that. He just looks down and realizes he's not staring eye to eye with her anymore. He's just holding her hands and covered in blood. Oh, yeah, I saw that bit. Yeah, yeah, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, that does look cool. Is it, what's it on? Uh, Amazon Prime. Amazon. Oh, okay. We just download it somewhere, for, you know, legally. We support the arts, etc. Yeah, I think I really wanted to watch Wayne, which is on YouTube. Prime or YouTube. Oh, Wayne is fucking great. Yeah, it's a good time. Highly yeah, I haven't seen it yet because I'm waiting for it to become <laughs> free enough, or for myself to become free enough, but I watched the first episode for free, and it was really cool. Yeah. But it's, it's... Ba- it's basically just gives me all that um, manic pixie dream girl, but Brooklyn piece of shit trash that I love kind of um, romance. Well, he's, he's more the manic pixie dream girl than she is. Mm. Yeah, he totally is. He's he's the unreal one, isn't he? Yeah, manic pixie dream guy. For sure. Because well, he he's the um, dirty street piece of shit with a heart of gold. Only knows how to solve his problems with violence. With violence. Yeah. But he means well. Yeah. But he seems to use violence to make the world a better place, and people's lives are enriched by his violence. Yeah. Which um, is an interesting direction for a show to take. But are you aware that the first episode is the only one that takes place in Boston? The rest of it's on the yeah, run, yeah, yes, yeah. I am. Yeah, I saw them um, travel at the end of it. Yeah, I'd, I'd say in terms of the manic pixie um, thing, it's probably it probably isn't that because they represent a more balanced kind of thing for each other. Like she's she's got this really unreal quality where she isn't afraid of him, and it's just quite. But I mean, her family's a piece of shit too, so it's they... kind of believable. They almost give more context to why she is the way she is with flashbacks than they do for him. Okay. Well, I just, I mean, I... No, I'm, I'm not, I'm not. cancer, and then it's like, yeah. sweet, I, I get the motivation. Fine. Yeah. All right, I'm burning the house down, too. I'm going, from, going back for that car. Yeah, well, that's, that's enough for me. <laughs> I can identify with this guy because he's doing shit that I wish I had done when I was 18. <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, <laughs> I mean that that show had me from when he throws the brick through the window and the guy's like, "What the and fuck just are you doing?" And then punch him. Yeah, yeah. and, and that... then he gets back up and throws another brick through another window. Yeah, and then you find out that he was just doing it because she he, he was dude, what, cheated on um, yeah. his dad's nurse caretaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that whole that whole thing of just standing up to someone and not sitting down when they punch the shit out of you. Same feeling I got from Steve Rogers when he looked like me before he got changed. You could do this um, all day. Yeah, that, that scene. 
that's yeah. that kind of feeling of just like getting up and taking it just because you, you can't keep me down bitch yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna get smashed as much as you feel like it yeah and he but they they sort of place him weird like is is he a punk or is he a hard man what's the difference between punk and hard man well punk never really punches you back they'll kind of just get punched and then laugh the head off uh, okay I'd say he's a hard man then because he does some pretty he bites the nose off her dad but he loves punk music and he dances like a punk <laughs> true i mean I, i'm just going by what you gave me is the difference yeah yeah <laughs> but yeah i do like that uh, i will watch all of that eventually one day y'all seen the trailer for uh dr sleep yes have i oh is that the the sequel Shining to sequel. the Shining? yeah 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 you guys were talking about it before oh, yeah i think you i think you must have seen it yeah, I think we have talked about it on an episode before. I liked it. I thought it was cool. I thought it's... I know people are saying, like, don't fuck with The Shining and shit, but it's like, it's an interesting site. It's not a fucking reboot, for one. No. It's, it's something... an interesting add-on to the lore. It's, I think it's worth watching. And it's worth existing, at least. Genuine, I, I just hope fans it's... of The Shining would, um, would probably just argue that uh, Kubrick was the one that fucked with The Shining in the first place because it's radically that's different. true yes um, <laughs> the it's definitely based on the movie and not the book yeah, yeah. King yeah, type yeah. of work but also um, if you're the producers paying for this thing then the amount of people that love the book versus the amount of people that love the, the movie, movie you yeah. want to be aiming at the movie you're going to get mm. more hits that's just science yeah. <laughs> science <laughs> yeah. Uh, but but I want I want it to stand on its own I don't want it to be just full of look we redid a scene from The Shining look we put in a shot from The Shining look we I like a few of those but I agree with you I'm not full of and I think that all the references should be more easter eggs rather than shit that you had to watch The Shining to now know because I I expect he's going to have dreams that all look a lot like those scenes from Ready Player One (laughs) yeah right I haven't seen Ready Player One it has. They have to go into the shining. Ah, uh, okay. And it's, it's like really a. Well done, it was. Yeah. Also, what did you think of um, Jesse Brad? Uh, not Brad Pitt. Um, what's the other one? In Once Upon a Time. Leo. DiCaprio put into that old film. Oh yeah. Brad uh, Escape. Brad Escape. They like just superimposed him in place of Steve McQueen in one of the biggest scenes of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Have I you mean, seen that movie, Colin? Not yet. No. I found it a bit you know jarring when they started doing that kind of thing and using real, real footage. Because he, did, they did. It I do know what it's about. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I've seen the complaints from some people that make no sense to me that like it's a movie about the Sharon Tate movies and it only seems to feature a lot of Brad Pitt and Leo DiCaprio. And you can tell just from the um, just from the trailer that that's what it's about. Those guys and that story intersects with them, not yeah. the other way around. She's, yeah, she's the, the backdrop of the film. Right? Yeah, that's, that gives us a. Um, it's a it's for context. Of, yeah. It places them in history. Yeah, oh, it's just cool to see a guy play Charlie Manson too. And and the most um, that ever follows. Yeah, her he is in one shot. Yep. Oh, true. One well, scene. I'm glad it's on the trailer then, and I he walks up, kind like, of goes, watching the movie, and then like goes on his way. It's oh, a okay. very strange movie, but 
It is I really it's, liked um, it's played off in that way. Sharon Tate too. Yeah. Um, Harley Quinn, what's her name? Margot Robbie. Uh, Margot Robbie. Margot Robbie. She, she was really cool to Sharon Tate. She has weird spent sort time of... with her in the movie to um, just make you kind of connect with her as a person because no one yeah. of this generation at least knew what she was like. Um, uh, to try yeah. to lead you into thinking that oh you're about to experience her getting like slaughtered at some point. Because she she just floats she through the, the movie at all. She was just there. She just to... they will give you like ten minute sections of just like Sharon Tate walking down the street, goes to shop, goes to movie theater, watches her own movie. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't service the plot in any way other than the fact that you know eventually you're building to the point where the Manson family. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just trying to not, not sympathize her as a character, but for you to connect with her before that happens, yeah. essentially. So it doesn't it, yeah, it, just come out of nowhere. It doesn't really characterize her, it makes her a real person. Yeah. She's just a person. But they, they don't. Can, yeah, they they don't go out of their way to make you like or dislike her. They sort yeah. of. I guess that's the approach of just watching her in, in 10 minutes of your day. She's she's kind to everyone you see her talk to, regardless of, like, there's no more context than that. She just talks to some people and is nice to them. She I, sees herself in the film and is, like, kind of quietly chuffed and really, really empowered when she hears everyone laugh at her lines and stuff. Ah, uh, yeah. Because oh, no. it's a comedy. Um, yeah. And then, but mostly you just watching her exist sounds like a fantastic movie it's it's a strange movie yeah. <laughs> um i did i did hear the beef that bruce lee's son had about making his dad look like a douchebag i i oh, his daughter you mean his, his from shit i've dad. read oh, his daughter my bad from from all the shit i've read and all the context that even movies that are glorifying him give i would believe he is an asshole <laughs> Yeah, I think they yeah. just went the other. He went the other direction with it this time because every movie about Bruce Lee just glorifies the crap out of him and makes him basically yeah. a walking god man. This one just does the opposite and makes him a, um, a famous, wealthy, blowhard, very full well of equipped, himself, full of himself you, guy. Who's have got you guys ever watched his... interviews with him with the real guy? Yeah, he is kind of like that. Like um, he he presents it really well, so you could go either way with it. Where you're like, wow, this guy really knows things, and I'm sure many people did. Because he, he sort of like, he goes through all of these philosophies he has and stuff, and he's a very charismatic and captivating speaker. But I can imagine him being a blowhard, for well, sure. Yeah, exactly. But we, the, only yeah, I mean, the only issue that people took with um, his portrayal on this is that the story he told about Cassius Clay and whether or not he beat him was completely the opposite of what he actually talked about. He said that oh, if, okay. if Cassius Clay was But it's was a in fucking Quentin Tarantino movie, yeah. like... You know, it's all just bullshit. Is it? Is it? Glorious Bastards? Yeah, exactly. And have they learned history? <laughs> but but wouldn't you expect to be fair that Tarantino would be rev, rev, reverential of Lee because Tarantino loves old action movies? Well, no, because he. Well, I mean, yeah, clearly, because he used his suit on Uma Thurman and mm. everything. You know, he likes the guy. But, Though maybe he likes the movies, that doesn't mean he necessarily has any particular... Mind you, he does have respect well, for certain people from history, like he loved Sonny yeah. Cheaper and shit. But the thing I'm thinking is, like, think think of the way we are about um, artists and, and people that we like. We take the, we rip the shit out of them all the time, with love. So maybe it's that kind of situation too? What? 
and also and he's dessert in a, in a, with a character that doesn't actually exist in the real world is Brad Pitt's character. So what Tarantino was trying to do was like as badass as Bruce Lee is. Here's this guy that's more quietly badass. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So he's the Hercule. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it's not. It's not like he's trying to rewrite history. He's just saying, hey, if I wrote a character in this in this world, um, yeah, he's just going to be more. Just, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, than everyone else around him without even realizing it. I mean, Bruce Lee being a dick in real life doesn't diminish Bruce Lee movies. No, no but, that's true. But there is no real fair justification for the Actually, godlike status he gets. I'd, I'd, I'd go back on that because I think a lot of what people love about movies is that they love the star. And if you take music, you get that even more. Take Michael, the Michael Jackson thing. Like some people can't listen to anything of his anymore. Who Have you watched really a Bruce Lee movie? No, I haven't. It's mostly where he goes, Wah! and like his kick doesn't really hit anything. And well, that's what I assumed it was from all the clips I've seen. That's all it looks like. Five more to it. Yeah, he's got the blood slashes on him from when he got lightly clipped by the weapons, and you can tell it's just like a red paint line, basically. And like, but they're not. They're they're fairly standard, like, loose, kind of floaty 70s movies. They're not... Yeah, Yeah, but surely of their time, though, it's, you know, in the context of of their time, they'd be massive, wouldn't they? Like, I'm not a huge fan of the Beatles, but I know the impact they had in their time. Yeah, but but even if you... it's, It's like, when you really go back, sit down and watch the first Star Wars movie, you're like, yes, this has serious importance in its time period but if you actually sit and but look at it see... it is full of holes yeah oh, i thought you were going the other way that with the timeless qualities and bruce lee movies didn't have that uh i mean the big ones what into the dragon yeah yeah That's the main which one. it's it's pretty low crap but it i think it's just coming off of the back of um recent um stories and stuff about bruce lee and TV show they got but, but you think about like you know Ip Man or anything like that those movies that do cast him in a reverential yeah, light exactly. yeah. but even in those movies he's somebody that always had no respect for tradition was always an arrogant fuck like that is part of the legend part of the appeal well he was a he was a what do you call it path cutter blimp you know, he did his own thing. Yeah. Fuck everybody else. And those guys always, that's a quality in a lot of famous and uh, endearing people. But I, I think if you look at his contribution to the world in terms of the people he inspired later, like Jet Lee, whose stuff you might appreciate more on a more on a deep, on a, an artistic level, then um, you can really appreciate his contribution more. Like in the same way as like Big Black sounds like shit, but inspired Marilyn Manson you know yeah i mean you can put things in the historical context but doesn't it was just, mean it was just when you actually of, um, show the light of day on them they don't necessarily that just it holds like up. shit yeah it was the, just but, the nature of those sorts of uh, superstars and those sports stars they're playing the the face and the heel at the same time it's what cassius clay did as well like or what mm. muhammad ali did but they talk you know it is all the time but they win so people like them for it that's but, yeah that's part of it isn't it the bragging but it is also right the whole like even at Man, which is a story that's like pays homage to Kung Fu history and mm. stuff. 
the second they put one of those guys in a ring with a guy that was willing to get hit and is just big and freakishly strong, all of a sudden all the wishy-washy ancient magic shit doesn't really work <laughs> didn't anymore. Didn't hold up that well. Oh, man. So I, I could believe that when you actually take all the mantras and the, the conversational... You know, and especially in LA, we have a lot of people that are really yeah. just buy into the bullshit because he's yeah. foreign and he's cool. Mm. Yeah, that's. I mean, yeah. I mean, but if you think about it in terms of, aside from any of the validity of any of the shit he was spouting, the effect that it had on people was worth it existing. And the same as you can make the same argument for so many things. Like, yeah, if, if you want to get really um, douchey. Yeah, you, you rip holes you in most religion, things. Yeah. You know, it's, um, we all know religion's shit. I mean, yeah, but the effect yeah. that it has on some people yeah. is that, um, it, like the things people do on its behalf sometimes are amazing. I think it was just yeah, leaning more in. I think it was shit just people. leaning into um, yeah, shit people. The way that in real life, for the most part, martial artists do like to talk about themselves and what yeah. they know. Oh, do they? Oh, god, yeah. Or not about themselves necessarily. Not like what they not know. like Shaolin monks doing it. I assume you mean you mean like. Video, yeah. movie, movie martial art people. Uh, just martial arts in general. Like I obviously know circles and circles of oh, karate of people and stuff. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You are a martial artist. So um, yeah, and I fall into that habit too when you're talking to somebody who doesn't know as much as you, and they ask you a question. You do. Go Jesse stands here and says, "My crane style could easily defeat your <laughs> crouching but, dragon style," but, and his mouth is for some reason are moving a different not, speed not to his words. Yeah. You guys, but Jesse, what, that's um, just your enthusiasm, though. For you know, it's something you enjoy. You're talking yeah, about. Yeah, I think that's. If somebody put me in a corner and asked about, um, fucking, um, nine inch nails or something, yeah. then I'd be boring their asses off as well. Yeah, but that's probably just what Tarantino was doing with Bruce Lee. He's got an audience. He's going to talk about himself and talk about how great he is and what he's capable of doing. But, but it is a fair point that martial arts preaches humility, and he's not being humble. Yeah. yeah, that's the dissonance there, isn't it? That really makes you kind of uncomfortable and not like him as much. Yeah, if it was more like, um, like boxing. If it was boxing, you'd be like, yeah, Bruce Lee the boxer, full of himself, sweet mm. as. It'd be all good. Yeah, yeah. Pre- preaches humility and at the same time attracts people that love fighting. So, yeah, I guess that's probably something GC could speak to more than us. Not not from his own personal but thoughts and feelings, but from yeah. who he's talked to. Yeah. Mm. What would you say, Jesse, about um, fighters in general? Do they all hold up to that? Because you kind of have to have a little level of cocky arrogance to actually believe you're capable of that and therefore be capable of it, right? Yeah, I think, yeah. Well, you see that with UFC fighters. and It's, yeah. it's all just about, it's any form of entertainment. They know that they're a show, they're, they're yeah. a, um, an attraction. They're a... That's a, well, I'm more asking about the dudes you know just in your circles, Jesse, because when you get into the showbiz side, then there's a conflict of interest there because yeah. you want to be bigger than, yeah. you want um, to be larger than life. Yeah, it, yeah it's, it's more so like you'll have, like, have people pulling from the same source of philosophy and uh, coming up with their own understanding of it and they feel like the way that they've you know, trained and been um, done what they've done over the however many years they've been doing it. To, uh, their way of doing it is special even though we're all trying to adhere to the same codes and standards and right. practices and techniques everyone's got their own little 
version of what they think is considered the best of these Secret tricks. Yeah. yeah. Sure. So they'll I mean, talk to that, like the, like the way that the, their journey has gone is not necessarily more important, but is the, they're trying to self-justify what they haven't necessarily haven't done. Yeah. Um, oh, because everyone, okay. everyone gets to the same kind of end, that black belt or whatever it is, that in yeah. different ways, and so they're constantly comparing themselves to other people. So it's, it's, it comes from a place but of insecurity. It's, it's interesting that you said justify the things that they didn't do because I thought you were going to the angles of things they did do that are outside the scope of the basics of the philosophy, mm. but what you're talking about could also be interpreted as them feeling guilty. Just like simple ass covering. Yeah, yeah, they didn't, yeah. They didn't um, compete in as many tournaments as somebody who's been training half as long as them or... Um, right. Or got you know took an extra ten years to get to the belt that they got to, but they it's an easy hole to fall into. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. other people around them didn't achieve the same things they did in that time and all of that kind of thing. So yeah, it's yeah. constant self justification. Yeah, I mean the other side of that is just um, feeling like you're not as good because yeah. you did things differently and wondering what things you should have done. I think people which just, could be what's happening on the inside. I think people just struggle to separate themselves from what they've done. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 Well, I mean, all you know is your own shit. <laughs> so. But they're only ever they're only ever putting in what. Um, yeah, they're, they're stuck in their own opinion rather than trying to think about do you, things. Do you get people that will refuse to fight other people because they don't want to be shown up? No, not in this day and age. Like back in the day, that that was heard of, but yeah. Um, and I know it exists in other um, styles. Well, they just won't fight certain things. people. Yeah. Uh, it it kind of goes it's, it sits at a higher level it's like the people that run those organisations and run those clubs will Just be very protective of their brand and their um, but you think about the Karate Kid movies it wasn't necessarily the fighters deciding and not deciding who they wanted to fight it was the the instructors and the I thought it was a random that draw protecting their am I remembering that wrong no but in terms of like I want to fight you uh, I want to fight you it wasn't the, oh, the fighters it wasn't the fighters calling each other out it was the yeah, instructors right. doing it the instructors were going like, "This is my champion." It's all about club prestige and bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah. I train, I train people the best. I don't, I'm not trained the best, but I train people the best. Right. Yeah. Vicarious. And, and, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. and so that's more rooted across all all styles of martial arts and UFC and boxing. It's always about how they're trained. And is it because of the Karate Kid yeah, that this institution <laughs> <probably>. exists? <laughs> It goes back earlier. It's always different. Like you think, kung, there are kung fu schools, and they always have been across different parts of China, and they would. That, and it comes from that like natural, that. naturally feudal system that those countries right, existed yeah. in for how, however many hundred years. It's just tribalism. Which, <laughs> which, we've we've slid we've slid way away from the the idea of um, no, but yeah, of tell us about your music. And, egocentrism <laughs> of Bruce Lee yeah. into tribalism. <laughs> well, we were trying to get to the root cause of why he was the way he was, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but I think that um, the douchebag thing comes more from the Hollywood side than the martial well, arts he, side. He mm. copped a lot of flack for wanting to go to Hollywood and be in movies, didn't he? Yep. Yeah. Um, and from, I think that from would have come the... from the, the way that if he was going to become a movie star in Hong Kong, Perfectly fine, but not as an arrogant douchebag. You have to be more the humble, the Jackie Chan, the um, Samo Hung, Sonny Chiba, Jet Li, where they are not being assholes about it. Yeah, or, I mean, they those guys didn't have as hard a time doing the Hollywood thing because it was proven. So you have to respect that he did mm. his own thing when it was unheard of. 
for sure. Yeah, pioneering something. I say um, we should all pay more reverence to Sammo Hung. Who's that? He's just like a TV Asian guy. <laughs> he's um. Oh, he's not like. Let me tell you how you can earn fifty thousand dollars a day. One of those ones. No, he's um. He was <laughs> part of Jackie Chan's crew back in the day. He was, but he was like oh, the, the fat guy who could fight yeah. just as quickly as all of those guys. Um, oh, that's cool. But kind of moved at the same kind of speed that. Um, Jack Black kind of moves with, even though he yeah, he's, oh, he's, 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 he's he was fragile. He was fragile. Fragile, I like that. He's their crew's. Um, what was Eddie Murphy's friend's name? From the um, when he's Murphy? the prince that goes the blonde to... bowl cut guy, the fat guy. Oh, Chris Farley. Yeah, he's oh. their, their crew's Chris Farley. <laughs> um, I'll find a clip of him fighting. Yeah, I'm YouTubing it now. You guys know you're an oral medium, right? Yeah, we, we still have long-winded bits where we just view shit. <laughs> Watch videos. And you can come to that at this point in the podcast, too. Yes. As <laughs> you run out there. Cullum, you have a laptop in front of you. You can also just watch videos. <laughs> I feel like I'm taking this too seriously. One of us has to. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, but it shouldn't be the guest. <laughs> <laughs> So much like that was my setup. <laughs> he wasn't even that fat, really. No, he was just uh, fat compared to Jackie Chan. Everybody's fat compared to Jackie Chan. Exactly. It's, it's older Jackie Chan is fat compared to Jackie Chan. Are you... Did you just search the words everybody is fat except for Jackie Chan? No, I'm writing down possible oh. episodes of everybody is fat compared to Jackie Chan. Uh, okay. I, yeah, I think you should change the title to everybody is fat except for Jackie Chan. <laughs> All I'm That's seeing is the guy just... works hard. <laughs> yeah. It's not Jackie Chan. <laughs> Robert Radford, Bon Jovi, Jackie Chan. Oh, man! They should start incorporating that into climate change talks. By the year 2050, everyone will be fat except for Jackie Chan. <laughs> <laughs> By 2050, he'll be dead. No, it'll be 100 years of Jackie Chan. <laughs> but do you remember that game where it was like, you just yeah, had to name people and about. not Jackie Chan? Yeah, yeah I know it is, but... Yeah, it was a fun game to watch. It was a fun game. Okay. Um, this has been Jackie Chan. This has been Jackie Chan. <laughs> He's been your host, Fat. I've been your host. Everybody. I've been your host, Fat Logan. He's been your host, Fat Jesse. Oh, Fat Jesse. Cullum's been fat, Cullum. <laughs> I have been fat, Cullum. <laughs> fat Cullum is your Tekken alt character. Fatbuttercup.net. <laughs> If you push square or tri a circle or triangle, you get regular column and different costumes. But if you push the start button, you get a gold health bar, and it's called fat column. Oh yeah, with this yeah, but be for my... some reason, triangle is still panda. <laughs> <laughs> and even regular column fights with panda's moveset <laughs> and vocal tone. Ah, ah. 
as much as Cullen wants to be able to fight with um, Nivy Haynes, dude from Soul Calibur. Yeah. Ah, uh, Voldo, yeah. And crouch three quarters of the way to the ground. So, uh, I love his style, his moves. It's just, it's, it's um, <laughs> trying to suck your own dick with knives style, right? That's cool. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> You're trying to suck your Just Clive Barker, the martial arts game. <laughs> yeah, the, you could, um, Put that on the list of possible names for this episode as well. Trying to suck your own dick. With <laughs> Put knives. that on the box quote. <laughs> yeah. It's like trying to suck your own dick with knives. <laughs> oh yeah, um, we're finishing up now. Eh? <laughs> He's so, gonna do his plugs. <laughs> I'm gonna do my plugs. Give me some plugs. Okay. You can catch him tonight, but you won't because because um, this, this is gonna happen after it. But bettercutmusic.com is the main thing and that's got the links to all the socials and whatever you use it's got a video on it of one of the singles that's a little cartoon that's pretty cool you should watch it have some faith in your product don't put on a, a cool goofy voice I said it was pretty cool yeah I said it was pretty cool Dick yeah, but, but you said it in like a semi-self-deprecating comical voice ah oh, that's just because I don't believe in my product exactly stand by <laughs> it so why are you fucking hitting me up if I'm right <laughs> This is like making it behind the scenes all over again. <laughs> Just shoot it in the fucking abandoned hospital. <laughs> Logan, welcome to the rest of society as a white man being told that you're wrong, even though you know you're right. <laughs> Whoa. You're being marginalized now. <laughs> Hashtag not a white man. <laughs> I'm with her. Um, you got anything to plug, Charlotte? Charlotte. Dude, Charlotte died, okay. like, two years ago. No, she's in the room. She returned. Yeah. No, she didn't. Really. You good? Okay. Yeah, not like we recorded these two episodes the same day. No, definitely. Two different no. days, two different experiences. I mean, the, the first episode we specifically stated we were recording another one next, but no, I'm not saying yeah, I think we also referenced the fact that the same that the other episode happened the same day on this episode also, but that is also untrue in these episodes. Yeah. All right, this has been White Shot. <laughs> I'm your host Logan. He's your host Jesse. Yeah. Hello. Yeah, we just start the episode all over again. <laughs> 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 Never ending the loop. I'm still just watching Sam. <laughs> this like, this is hell, isn't it? This is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Hell is other people's kids, am I right? <laughs> okay. That's us. We are. Bye.